Ron DeSantis finally officially announces his run for president of the United States. Most of us knew this was coming, but now it's official and he chose to do it on Twitter with the support of Elon Musk. We're going to discuss that whole thing, how it went, what the mainstream media is saying about it, what Trump had to say about it, and how we think things will pan out going forward as the Republican primaries start to heat up. And then we're going to discuss a very interesting speech from Vladimir Putin, which addresses things that are going on here in the United States and in the West in general, and how it's pretty scathing. And he takes an approach that many might not expect. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share it with them on all podcast platforms. So uh, I think we'll start off with Ron DeSantis. That's the more practical subject. And then we'll get into the more philosophical topic with what Putin was talking about in his speech because it really is philosophy that he's describing. He's not really talking much about politics or policy as much as he's discussing culture and philosophy, which politics is downstream from those things. Those things influence politics, but the root of what he's talking about in his speech I think is categorized more so under policy and culture. I mean, uh, philosophy and culture instead of policy. Uh, But the subject that does have to do with policy and politics is DeSantis and DeSantis choosing to launch his presidential campaign on Twitter instead of with the mainstream media. Uh, His philosophy behind that was that uh, Twitter, the online spaces are going to become like the new town halls. And uh, f- from what I've gathered from different interviews that I've seen with Ron DeSantis, coupled with people that have met with him in recent days, because he's apparently had have had he's had a lot of meetings with a lot of different people uh, prior to him announcing. He met with the Valuetainment guys. He met yeah. with some other guys. Um, <clears throat> it. It uh seemed, I mean, I guess you could you could have one could have easily gathered this, but he has been vocal about having a lot of disdain for the mainstream media. He has yeah. a, a 
you and, and that's the difference one of the differences and we're going to get into the many differences between him and trump but one of the differences that i think stands out between him and trump is that DeSantis does certainly seem to have a disdain for the mainstream media where Trump doesn't like Trump will criticize them, but like Trump also uses them for what they're good for. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I like Trump, <clears throat> like he'll call them fake news and everything like that. But at the end of the day, my man still went to do a CNN town hall. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he, he'll jump in and he'll be like, all right, cool. I'll just use your hate against you. Yeah. And 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 you you guys will just kind of be left confused because it's like, well, how the fuck is he popular? Well, because I mean that that's that's the game and, and he understood that. That's why he I think like Hillary outspent him when it came to political ads but by, by like three times the amount. But then if you count the, f- the free publicity that he had from the yeah. news, the mainstream, all the hit pieces, it really wasn't that big of a difference. It's just that he wasn't paying for it. He was just like, all right, cool. I know how to I know how to use this, uh, the outrage culture to my advantage. And so in that regard, um, I would give Trump an edge because I feel like he could do some stuff with that. Um, I heard too, this was a little confusing and I don't know if it's like some like smoke and mirrors type shit. That the Lincoln Project was part of like this hit piece on Casey DeSantis or some shit like that. And I was like, I thought like those motherfuckers wanted, like they were kind of leaning more towards like DeSantis. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, it was it was uh it was weird. Let me see, like someone was talking about it. And and uh and I guess the people that the in the behind the PR uh, behind it were the Lincoln Project. Uh, it was something about Casey DeSantis, uh, and kind of like ragging on her or saying like, "Oh, like," uh, I it was it was on it was on Twitter, and I was like, "That was that's well, that's confusing because I I felt like those guys were leaning more towards DeSantis." Yeah, so, I I would need more details. I don't I don't know. I I I do know that they I saw a while ago, some months ago, they put out an ad. For DeSantis, this was like well before he he was he had announced, or it was like around the time like people were wondering, will he run? Won't he run? And they put out an ad for him, and it's like basically like a jab at Trump, saying like, oh, uh, you made this guy, and now look, he's the rock star. This yeah. that, like that type of shit. Uh, but uh, but that that was. And and that was like clear cut support for DeSantis. Yeah. So I, I mean I, I don't know if something has changed since then or. Yeah, or it was like a, um, from what I heard, I haven't seen that, but they said it was like a eulogy for DeSantis's campaign, kind of saying like kind of mocking him because he used to have like all these mannerisms of Trump. Mm. So, I could see because I know the Lincoln Project. There's a lot of. Uh, they're a bunch of goofy. There's a lot of like McCain Republicans that that fuck with the Lincoln Project, yeah. and they're they're globalist interventionist in, interventionist in, in, interventionist. Yeah, that's yeah. the word. And mm-hmm. they're globalist and interventionist, and I they probably don't like the idea that since Ron DeSantis basically 
reduced the conflict in in uh, um, Ukraine be- between Ukraine and Russia to a territory dispute. Yeah. Remember on Tucker when he did that? Uh, they may not like that because they're all for getting them. These motherfuckers want to start World War Three. They're like of those. They're of of that that type of uh, that ilk. Uh huh. And um. So, so perhaps that, that I don't is. know if that's maybe what changed because I do know that a lot of those those uh, those uh, Rhino Republicans, uh, the 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 elites, they were very pissed when DeSantis said that. I remember yeah. Adam Kinzinger was mad. Liz Cheney was upset. Um, so. And and Liz Cheney, I mean, she's she's in deep with the Lincoln Project, so yeah. I definitely could see maybe that's why they might have changed their tune. Again, this is speculation. I don't yeah. know anything about the uh, yeah. We would the, have to the see piece that you you mentioned. Yeah, uh, the last thing I know is that they were rocking with DeSantis, but if there is a reason for them to not rock with him anymore, the only thing I could think of is that m- maybe they don't like his stance on. The Ukraine and Russia situation. Yeah. How'd you feel about Trump putting that ad out immediately after I, Ron, you know, said he was running? Which one? Because uh, because he there were some that he had that he had put out that were pretty scathing. That but it was before uh, DeSantis ran. Like the one that uh, basically showed that DeSantis like owes his career to Trump. Yeah, that was the one that came out that night. No, that that was that was before. That oh. came out, yeah, but there was there was another one that he put out that night and then there was one that he put out some other stuff on social media where he was making fun of how poorly it went because apparently it, it did it was, go bad. It, it was very bad. Like it, it it started late. The audio was choppy. The feed kept kept dropping. Uh, it sounded like DeSantis was reading at the beginning. The audio was very low as well. There was no, there was no uh, a video. Like, why would you not like have some sort of like video to go along with this? You know that. And then also, um, one thing I've noticed when he's when he talks, he's too much like, uh, which is funny, because Valuetainment notices too. Is he he like? talks numbers too much like oh yeah numbers on the board and this and well this policy and he gets too no personality yeah and it's yeah. too much policy and um the guys from valuetainment they were saying that they're like in meeting yeah. him but they but they they're kind of dick riding him pretty hard though they are but they're saying that that's the one weakness that trump holds that that, that trump is just way better at yeah his personality is it because it gets boring when you talk policy and, like and they were saying how like i i saw w- what you're referencing they were saying how casey DeSantis is like the opposite like yeah. he's very personable and lovely and like nice to be around and everything like that and and history shows that that f- first ladies do make a difference. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But then I don't know because like I felt like Trump's wife, for the most part, was not very liked from the beginning. Like she doesn't. She was not very involved either. Not like, very involved. To- right. She's not very involved, and and like she, you she doesn't come off as like. She wants to be involved. Like yeah. she's like, I'm here. Like I like you Hello. could see me, Goodbye. but like, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, 
Whereas uh, Obama's wife, she was everywhere. Yeah. She had her own campaign. She was a lot more involved. Yeah, um, doing speeches. Yeah. Had her had the issues that she, that were important to her and everything like that. Uh, Trump's wife was definitely not like that. Uh, and I, I remember a lot of people like not liking her. And then yeah. I remember when she wore that jacket that said... Uh, uh, that oh. uh, it's like I I don't care I don't really care do you or something yeah. like that something like that which I I understood the message she was trying to send with that yeah but uh but I remember oh my god a lot of people were upset at her for that you know <laughs> she was pretty wild yeah because what you wear says a little bit about yeah. what, what what your mentality is but yeah like that that shit to me. Uh, when it came to the Twitter announcement and the Twitter event was a huge letdown. Um, the strategy was good, like go go on social media, but yeah, no, I, I don't I don't think that that was a good start. And then he went on, I think he interviewed that night on uh, Fox. Watching Fox without um, <laughs> Tucker Carlson though, was just really weird during that time. Because yeah. it was like during the time that he he comes on, so I'd like to see like what Ron does moving forward with like podcasts or what like when you go like what what happens like um, I want to see if he's gonna give Tucker an interview because that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I it, something tells me that Tucker's first interview is gonna be Trump and and. Uh, I would say, yeah. Uh, to me, that like I feel like that's like who he, because I I think that would be like a great way to start your show, like yeah. to, like when you put out your new show. I feel like that would be like a great way. I I could be wrong, but something tells me that his first interview is going to be Trump. Now, do you think Trump re-enters the Twitter sphere because Ron kind of? I don't know if he needs to, man. Like, honestly, the Baker Street Irregulars, they do it for him. Like, every time... Like, I have Truth Social Profile, and I I, I go on there once in a while. Once in a while. But every time Trump posts something of relevance, I always know about it because everybody reposts that on Twitter. So, like, I don't really know if it's necessary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like... People that are that 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 are uh, uh, consumed with the zeitgeist of politics and 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 that you know I don't know if you want to call it I people I guess people would call it a subculture but to me it is culture that are consumed with that side of things um, they always know about it they yeah. always know about it so like I don't know I don't know if it's if it's necessary coupled with the fact that I don't know if Trump can go back to Twitter because there also could be some business uh, uh, stipulations like like with the investors like oh you will you know yeah uh, 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 you know a condition of us investing is that you only post here so yeah it, it, it could be a number of things so I don't see it now I don't now I don't think that means that he wouldn't go on a show that's or 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 uh, a platform that's uh published on Twitter like yeah. Tucker's thing yeah. I don't, I, but that's different than you yourself posting yeah. on yeah. Twitter 
So yeah, I I could see him definitely like doing an interview with Tucker and and they're getting posted on Twitter. But I don't know if I necessarily see him going back on Twitter himself, posting on Twitter, using it, and then I don't know if it's necessary at this point. Yeah, yeah. The spaces thing, I don't understand it in the sense of like it's like live audio. Yeah. I think it would be better if they can implement video. But if it they crashed, need to, they yeah. need to. Like that that was like I, I remember seeing it and then uh when when it first was popping off and then like I, I tried to listen and then like the feed dropped and I was like, Yeah, I don't I just I didn't try it yeah. anymore. Yeah, I was like it, there it has to be a too. better way, yeah. <clears throat> and then a lot of it, like I said, it was like the volume was low. I was trying to put the volume up. That was as high as it went. Then it dropped. Then I'm trying to look for it again to see if it'll. It's like so. So I guess with the audio having so much trouble, they're gonna obviously have to master that, and then and then see how they can implement video. I think video would be would be nice, like a little kind of yeah. like a Google Meetup or whatever the fuck. Or like a. Now I, I do know that it'll probably take a lot of space and could crash because I like, imagine all the you get two, three, four videos on there and then a, a bunch of people streaming it. Yeah. So I'm sure it would have to be like a bandwidth thing where like, you have to. One thing I like about code, right? that concept though that uh, 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 Musk was talking about was that he invited. He's like anybody could come. It's not just like this is not just a DeSantis thing. Obviously. DeSantis chose to roll out his campaign on Twitter using that. Yeah. So I'm sure that was coordinated and supported by Musk, but he also did say like anybody could do this. So, you know, that if, if other candidates chose to use it, there it would be an opportunity for for it to get better cuz like for instance, Vivek Ramaswamy, he's very active on Twitter. Yeah. You know, obviously he's announced his campaign already, but you know, I could see him maybe doing a town hall on there or, or, or something like that. Um, one thing I did like that that uh, Vivek tweeted after uh, uh, the, the DeSantis campaign rollout was he was like, uh, I challenge any of uh, my fellow Republican uh, primary candidates to uh, speak candidly and without with without uh pre-written speeches and stuff because because how robotic apparently Ron DeSantis sounded when he first started speaking like yeah. they everybody was like oh he's reading from a paper he's not even being uh candid or sincere and it's interesting because you know Vivek speaks so eloquently that he does he wouldn't need that like i don't yeah. need, he's I, you know and so it's like that was that was like a little jab yeah you know a, a very classy jab at, yeah. at DeSantis. yeah and you're in for a for a hard-ass task because if, if if you're having trouble now like i said or like you said vivik trump he just goes off script all the time yeah exactly. like these are guys that are just naturally just speaking and speaking their mind like the town hall the cnn town hall was amazing because you could just tell that he wasn't it wasn't pre-planned like no. he just goes you know it's it's everything is off the, off the whim like all right yeah. well let me take this letter out like so it's hard to have that type of like draw yeah and charisma being like off script yeah like that means you're a natural at it and so i while I, i'm not saying that 
Ron DeSantis can't be. He it, doesn't it, seem to have that. Though. Yeah, he seems very, very rigid, very robotic. I mean, and everybody that I've heard talk about him that has met him, like on different podcasts and interviews and stuff, they all seem to say the same thing that he's not much of a people person. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that a lot. One thing that also, um, well, policy-wise, so far in Florida, I think, like, you get a really good grade. And so on that on that front, like, okay, well, you've delivered results. In a Republican state, but nonetheless, you've delivered results and very good results. But um, one thing that throws me off a little bit, too, is, like, the old Ron DeSantis, the mannerisms, yeah. and then, like, now... Like no mannerisms. Yeah, and it's like, well, was this just like a front lack what? of authentic? It shows like a it, like a potential lack of authenticity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now it's like, okay, now I'm running against him. I, I can't. De- use if this. I was Trump, I definitely would do an ad on that. Yeah, just like showing that, like, because that that would be very easy to do. Find a bunch of old clips of him and new clips, and it's like, oh, what happened, Ron? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. It's like because that that definitely shows. A lack of authenticity because it's like oh well like are you just an act like you just yeah. like go wherever the wind blows and so to me that that um you get negative points on that because it's like well who really are you are you like whatever is cool and hot at the moment yeah and so that that is something that i noticed on the fox interview well i've noticed it for a while now yeah me too yeah me i've noticed it for a while. all that shit went out the window because like at first i was like damn his mannerisms are very like trump like yeah and, and trump has good manner like i feel like his mannerisms are good mannerisms he like, speaks with his hands yes yeah like obama had good mannerisms yeah he did he, he uses his hands a lot a lot of actual like a lot of Good speakers speak with their hands, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. And historically, like even Nixon had his his fucking finger thing. Yeah. Everyone has like their their persona somehow, yeah. some way in their physicality as they speak. And so he's gonna have to find some type of like this is who I am. And like to me, um, that was all Trump. <laughs> so now when it's different too when you hear people speak. Like, for example, Vivek doesn't have, like, crazy-ass mannerisms, but he uses his hands a lot. Yeah. But you could tell that he uses his hands, like, how he uses his hands. Like, it's yeah. not like he's trying to copy anybody. And so because he does so, I wonder, like, on a debate stage, if that'll make a difference, the, the like, just the physical aspect of it. Because, I mean, it, now he's just real rigid, well, it real still. It definitely affects the comfort level, that's for sure. Yeah. And so I'd like to see, like, how they look in front of each other. It's kind of like boxers, you know, like their styles. The styles make fight yeah. fights. And it's like, that's fine policy, but, but like, most... Once you start getting into the primaries and into the mainstream, they look for a little bit more than that. It's kind of sad because, like, you should care about policy, but they also care about, like, how it looks. Yeah. It's weird. Um, how politics works and how voters work. They have to feel like some type of uh, relativity. So, like, while you do have a much more involved wife, that's a plus. You don't, you're not as involved as like a Trump. You're not as involved as a Vivek because like he's went everywhere. He's everywhere. Yeah. He's running everywhere. 
So so and and he he'll go into the lions. Then yeah. we have and Trump showed that he'll go into the lions. Then we've yet to see that from DeSantis because uh, um, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, he was on Valuetainment talking about a meeting that he had with DeSantis recently, and he had asked DeSantis. He said that DeSantis like almost like blew up uh, uh, at him. Not quite, but but it, it, he said that it, it definitely unnerved. He could tell that this question unnerved DeSantis when he asked him uh, if you decide. Because at the time he, he hadn't announced that he was running for president, but he asked him if you decide to run, are you going to go on the View? Because remember the whole oh, debacle yeah, that yeah, the yeah. View invited him and then he didn't show up, or not that he didn't show up, but he he declined or whatever, and. Uh, and like he 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 said that DeSantis was very unnerved, and he's like, "Oh, why would I go there? They're not going to give me a fair shake, this and this and that." Yeah, it's just like, well, that definitely looks bad if you have your your uh, the the your opponents willing to do that. Yes, yeah, because I, you have to understand too, like these moments. Yes, you're going to get. You, I could see because that that's like. Some cackling hyenas, like yeah. there's not a lot to gain on the, but but MSNBC, CNN, yeah, th- that you know, like Vivek went to both, yeah, in studio. It wasn't even like a like a feed. It was in he went in studio. Yeah, that that's that's you got some balls there, and you have to. If you go to the View, you just have to understand that shit's gonna be like low IQ. Yeah, like trying to so you. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I would go to the view because it like it, it is like it is the like like a bunch of dumb bitches. Like, yeah, it's like I don't think there's anything to gain. No, there or unless I have a very good game plan. If like like we really sit down and like do a psych evaluation yeah. on okay where are they gonna go yeah. with this, and I'm gonna get a couple gotcha moments, meme worthy, and then get the fuck on like. The rest of it will be trash. But at least I could kind of know, like yeah. where where we can where, where we can make them look bad. But I I don't think that it's if it was that the view was on CNN, then I'd be like, oh well, it's CNN, right? Yeah. You don't really need them. So I, that one I could see. But you're gonna have to, especially. What interests me the most was is, is like if you're gonna go full social media, are you just gonna pretend? CNN doesn't exist. MSNBC doesn't exist because you went on Fox. Yeah. After after the Twitter, he went uh, the tw- the Twitter announcement. He went to Fox, but then at that point, you look like you're just like in a bubble. Yeah. And so, at some point, you you gotta uh, be comfortable with with not getting a fair shake, but understanding that. I know Trump probably knew. And probably he a hundred percent knew I'm gonna go into the CNN town hall. They're gonna fucking try and strike me out. Yeah, it's what they do. So I'm not gonna let them. And he did. A I wouldn't let them. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't let them. They trying to they, they try to open up a can of whoop ass. I wouldn't let them. <laughs> so like nah like that that's he he did a good ass job. He made them look bad. He he showed also the people that like CNN hasn't changed. Yeah, like it's the same like. And so, so that'll be interesting. Another thing is, Trump said that he wasn't willing to debate in the primaries, or well, he didn't say that, but he basically 
said something to the effect of why are people assuming that I'm going to debate yeah. basically because the mainstream media has it out for me, this, that, and the third. He he essentially said like made it seem like he doesn't have a lot to gain from it, yeah. which I could kind of see where he's coming from yeah. with that because it's one of those things where it's just like, well, I've already proven myself. Yeah. And if I'm so ahead in the polls, because you could, it could be at the point, because we don't know, but by the time the debates start rolling around, he could be so ahead in the polls that a debate only has the potential to hurt him. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like that's if true. you're, if you're, you're 30, 40 points ahead of everybody, there's nothing to gain by going to the debate. All it'll do is hurt you. Yeah. So like, why go now? But now, if you see DeSantis start to climb up, then you have to. So yeah. that's the thing. That is more of a of a met of a metric base of a metric based determination. Is like, all right, well, where are we with the polls? Yeah, it's the same thing as when you're up in any sport. It's like okay, get the get the better players on the bench. Exactly. Or if you're up in a in a boxing fight, it's like well, just kind of. Jab and move yeah, around. Yeah, stick to the fundamentals. Yeah. Don't try nothing flashy because all it could do is mess you up at this point. Yeah. And and so we see that with any any competitive sport. It's just a smart thing to do. Not only that, like, like between now and then, DeSantis could mess himself up so abysmally that, like, remember we talked about this on a previous episode where Trump might be like, you know what? While that debate is going on, I'm gonna do an interview with Tucker, or I, you know, or or I'm gonna do a rally, yeah, and then and then like see what gets more attention, you know. Uh, so yeah, it's like it's it's stuff like that that uh, Trump has a lot he can, like he has a lot of wiggle room to to experiment, yeah, because he does have the base on his side for the most part right now, and so if you could keep that. You could skip the first debate, like you said, or all of them. Yeah, yeah, potentially. It just depends. It it really just depends on on, on what things look like. And it'll look real bad if like his rally is getting bigger numbers than the debates, right? Because then they'll be like, "Damn, everyone's paying attention to that." Exactly. So yeah, so so it's interesting, and uh, now we for sure know a hundred percent. DeSantis is running. Yeah. And, and and we'll see. What do you think? Do you think he stands a chance as it, as it currently stands? Mm, right now, no, I don't think so. I I think uh, I, I I'm pretty much in agreement with where the numbers are with the polls. Yeah, like I had that. But you know, things could change. But that's that's how I see things now. That's how I feel. Um. I guess we have to just see a little bit more of him, see him debate, see him on stage, because um, it's a lot to it's a lot to not only enter, but then now you're going against a rock star of the Republican Party. C-SPAN has basically chose him, like he's the face of the conservative movement. So it's like, damn, people are still behind him, yeah, regardless of whatever I say. So. You have to prove one, something one different. One thing I will say is this year, if there is a Politicon, 
that would be amazing to go to because Damn. like it would be interesting to see like what where people's heads are at like yeah you know what i'm saying because it's like well remember dude from young turks he realized that the the that that america was kind of on a conservative uh wave when when he from one year to another was like being booed because ben shapiro was around yeah and that, like that says a lot like one one year i'm being cheered the next it's like everyone's on ben shapiro's side well, yeah and that's the thing it's just like the the conservatives definitely right now in in the country in culture are the cool kids that's that's for sure they're definitely the cool kids now it's just now there's infighting amongst the cool kids yeah and uh it's funny because i saw this meme on twitter and i had to repost it on instagram where it's of these two knights fighting each other but it <laughs> but it, and it says it says trump supporters was was uh w- represented by one of the knights and then the santis supporters were represented by the other knight and they're fighting each other in a sword oh fight. i seen that and, and then in back is a big ass monster says that said the democrat ballot harvesting <laughs> <laughs> it's like at the end of the day all of these conversations like they're they're fun and they're interesting but at the end of the day they don't really mean anything if that if that nothing is done about that shit yeah that you motherfuckers are fighting each other but the big monster is that and that shit i don't know who that who it was that posted that but but that's like the most base shit ever because really none of this really matters if that's still a thing like you motherfuckers are fighting each other and like the biggest monster ever is just is coming but right behind you Hell yeah. You just made me subscribe to the Politicon email list because like, I swear to God, if it's this year. or But they haven't done it since, uh, since the Rona. The, yeah. I don't, it, or, and if they have, it's been like very under the radar. Yeah, because that would be one that like I would not miss. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see like, all right, well, what's going on? Like, how do people feel? Where are people's heads at? That type of thing. Yeah, and their website doesn't really show anything. It's just like podcasts, but not like anything having to do with with like their conventions. Yeah. Which is literally like that was that was what made them big. Politicon, political convention. Yeah. But uh moving on to the next topic, uh you sent me a a link to Twitter and that link was of a speech a recent speech by Vladimir Putin. Um, obviously, it was translated to English. And in that speech, there were a lot of surprising things that he said. So first off, first and foremost, the basis of the speech, uh, he starts off by saying a, a very, what's interesting, of uh, compared to the American left and really the West in general right now very anti-interventionist like you would definitely see that the the people that want to intervene in other nations business is the West right now yes that because he even said you know these things that I'm about to talk about like it's none of our business but it's worth mentioning that all this stuff that the West is doing in the name of progress, we in Russia have been there before, and yeah. it was done under the veil of Ingalls and Marx. And 
all of the stuff, it, all of the stuff of, of, of the the anti-family, um, the the reducing people to race and gender, thinking that you could change uh, human nature, all the stuff that the left is on, basically. We've been there before. I would say, first and foremost, the thing that stood out the most to me about that speech, because uh, I, I, I pretty much had already known like where this guy stood on all of those social issues because he's, he's pretty conservative in yeah. that regard. But I did not expect to hear him be so critical of the doctrine of Marx and Engels. I, no. That, I was surprised. That was the, the one where I was like, damn, like this guy not only has shown like, okay, this is what I'm not about socially, but also understood where the Soviet Union went wrong. A hundred percent. So, so, so it's like your philosophy is not going to be the same as the Soviet Union unions no and and like you know we don't we don't always get like a transparent look at what other countries like philosophy no we don't not at all we get a very uh uh, uh a very uh nebulous look at it yeah. very hazy and and uh filtered through the channels of the mainstream media yeah by the time it gets to us it's all propaganda yeah and so to hear him speak that way, I was like, God damn. Like, this guy sounds better than our president. Yeah. Current. Yeah, current our, our current president. Cause Not the one that really won the election. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, th this is a, a bit concerning uh, and sad because he sees the what the West is becoming. Yeah. And it's like, and, and it's pretty and it's pretty scary and it's pretty scary and we experience a lot of what makes the West scary when the Rona hit when the Rona hit and what the governments were on and 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 how that's changed everything for the worst and how there's really no accountability no accountability if anything you see them double down on on shit that that you think that like they're not really worried about you see corporations like embracing the whole transgenderism like it's just all full steam ahead yeah on a, on the on the lefty now, worldview in, in in terms of the virus you do see sparingly articles here and there not necessarily blatantly saying that they were wrong but you do see articles here and there, like basically telling people, oh, we need to be gracious and understanding that that we didn't know all the details of the virus. Because it, it's becoming like so evident now, like that even, even the most dogmatic of those people can't deny that the jab doesn't work, that the masks didn't work, that the lockdowns didn't work. Like basically everything that they they virtue signaled about and 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 demonize their fellow citizen about we know it doesn't we know that it was all bullshit yeah that is and i was actually talking to my parents about this the other day that's the only thing that's the only area where i feel like 
if it was brought up on a debate stage and Trump participated in that debate, that DeSantis would absolutely mop the floor with Trump yeah. is on that. Because yeah. Because like... And he's very... And, and DeSantis is very aware because the, the one thing he did say about Trump the night that he came out, he's like, Trump was an excellent president for three years until he gave the country to Fauci. Boom. Damn. And he's like... That's, I, I didn't hear him say it. That, that's yeah. a... That that right there is a uh, is is, and like I, I, it's hard. It it's 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 hard. You can't argue against that. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't argue because against the that. Trump bucks, the lockdowns, yeah, the inflation, the moratorium, everything. Yeah. yeah, you 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 bent the knee, dude. Yeah. You bent the knee. So if DeSantis can get that on stage and just like pummel, 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 that can make a big. And then, Dense. and then, if you start to swing it, like if you start to swing it, like, and the situation we're in now with Biden is because of that, like, yeah, yeah like that, that, that's um, that's a good one there. Yeah, that's, that's a good, a good strategy because you can't argue against it. Yeah, and so, so just you coming out the night of and saying that, you've already kind of shown some of your game plan. And, the and only thing, though, is like how relevant will it be, considering the fact that like n it's like n nobody cares about that no more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I would say people don't care to an extent, but then the people that have paid for that do. And so there's a lot of people that that were disenfranchised because of that. A lot of people whose businesses never came back because of that. A lot of people that were fired from their jobs because of that. A lot of people who are struggling to this day because of that. Uh, a lot of real estate investors, landlords that, that had to weather the storm because of that. And although it's not all Trump's fault because Biden came in, it did start with Trump. And you yeah. could just basically link that to Biden and Trump. Yeah. And, and it's not going to look good because... That's something that people don't forget, like this, this, like why they're struggling today to this very day, and they are like it's bad. And not only is it bad now, it's going to be worse next year. Like in inflation ha has barely slowed down. Interest rates are going all the way up. Um, by Q one next year, they're saying there's going to be a pretty bad recession, especially in real estate, commercial real estate. And so when you start then, seeing shit then if by the time the elect the primaries roll around. If you're starting to see layoffs and stuff mm -hmm. like that, you he would be able to tie that to Trump. Yeah, because like one one thing Trump is gonna say is like I ran the country, why and I helped you, and he's like yeah you ran the country for three years like you don't yeah, have to and then you bent yeah you yeah, bent the knee yeah to to Fauci so so like it might not be a topic that'll be brought up because it's old and to an extent trite. But if, if you find the the little hole that you could get in and start pummeling on them, that could sway a lot of people. Yeah. And it, and it is crazy because the opposite took place with DeSantis. Like, well, even in the Pierce Morgan interview with Pierce, when he was like, um, he's like, yeah, you know, I have to apologize to you because I, I said that, like, you were going to have blood on your hands and you ended up being the governor that was amongst the best yeah. that handled the virus the best and yeah it's it's undeniable it's undeniable and like and, and this was a dude that like at first let's let's not deny one thing DeSantis did pivot like 
but he he pivoted a lot sooner. DeSantis was basically the two weeks to slow the spread. All right, well, you motherfuckers don't know what's going on. I'm not gonna stop my. I'm not gonna yeah. stop my state. When you figure out what's going on, holla at me. And that's and in the meantime, I'm gonna be <clears throat> figuring out stuff on my own. And it turned out that he knew more than the quote unquote experts. Yeah, yeah, and and to an extent, like just the nature of the situation, you could just understand that any government is gonna, in a way, s- slow down because you don't know the nature of it. What where you have to? Yeah, no, because I I think one one. Well, yeah, under- albeit anecdotal. Yeah. It, it, it is it it is very evident the thing that um Andrew Tate said about the virus that's one of the things that I like about uh how Andrew Tate's re- Andrew Tate refers to the virus as like a made up thing yeah because I know where he's coming from it's like it it was it existed but like nowhere near the capacity of what what the main the media made it yeah. And and I like the observation that he said that he made and, and he told his brother when he, he he said that he told his brother Tristan, if this thing kills us, the world is over anyway. Like think about it, yeah. men our age in our shape, if this thing kills us, it's done anyway. Yeah. So you there's there would be nothing anybody could do to hide from it. Yeah. So we might as well we might as well like do what we got to do anyway, and then yeah. and and as you know, he was notorious for like you know taking private planes to different countries that didn't have lockdowns, and like he yeah. but he was able to bypass the whole thing, and, and he was criticized for not taking it serious. But his mindset was, if it is something that somebody my age and in my um, physical health needs to be worried about. There's nothing anybody can do about yeah. it anyway. So you might as well continue business, live your life, yeah. not slow things down. And I think that is basically where Trump messed up when is this like, listen, you're not getting money to stay home. If you don't want to go to work, because this is what I said, and I think this would have been the reasonable compromise. We're not giving you money to stay home. The most we'll do is the government can issue like some sort of like voucher to your job saying this person can't lose their job yeah. for not going to work out of fear of COVID, yeah. but they don't get paid. It's just if you have the money and you have the wherewithal to not work for months and months and months because you have that much saved up or you have a sugar baby, you're a sugar baby or you have a sugar daddy or whatever it is that you have. That's on you, but the government is not cutting you a check for that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. government is. Most people would have not stayed home that long. They would have been like, "All right, well, I'm going back to work. I can't yeah. afford to do this." And then that only would, I, and even that, I would have applied to people a certain age and up. But if you're if you're 30s and you're in your 20s and your 30s and you're healthy, go to work. That was something we learned very early on. Yeah. Yeah. There was none of that. There was none of that. It was just like, oh, not Trump not bucks not here, not. stay home. And like you said, that dissent said, and I think that in that regard is very accurate. You're great president. And then you get in the fourth year, you gave the country to Fauci. And that's basically what took place. Yeah. So that to me, that that's where it's like, whoa, whoa. So he would really have to bolster the the virus issue 
Yeah. DeSantis, like, he would really need to bolster that. I don't know how much he's going to be able to do that when you have inflation, which we know that the inflation is connected to that, but a lot of people, I don't know if they're going to make that connection. Yeah. You have Russia, Ukraine. I think a lot of people do feel like Trump could resolve that issue. So that's going to yeah. be a check in, 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 in Trump's column. I think also people remember Trump as the economy guy. So if the economy does get bad, they're also probably going to feel like he can fix things. So I don't know. I, I Like I said, if on the, on the issue of the virus, DeSantis will definitely mop the floor with Trump on yeah. that issue. But I don't think that that will ultimately be enough to carry him across the finish line. No, no. He would really have to bolster it up. And I just don't see it like being that much of an issue by the time the debates roll around and, and the primaries roll yeah. around. Yeah. Unless she gets bad, but. I Unless she we'll gets see. bad, but even then, I don't know if the average American is going to make that connection. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. you and I will, and many people will, because like we follow this shit, but yeah. a lot of people there, you know, they only they only follow like the big events when it comes to politics or or if they even follow that. So I don't know. I don't know. that. Uh, we'll have to definitely wait and see when it comes to that. We shall see. But uh, damn, I, we we got into that and and we didn't even finish the. <laughs> we, we were because, but how do oh because we were talking about Putin, but I, I forgot how we even started talking about that. Uh the West and how how basically. Oh yeah, because basically how how the West operated with the virus. Yeah, with the virus. Yeah, and it's like you know, I wonder. I don't know how Russia operated with the virus. I don't know their approach. I would like to research that. I'd like to see, like... Because I, I remember watching him uh, doing uh, th that speech, but what event was that? Was it, like, a summit with other... I don't know. Because that's the thing, like, you have to understand, it, it's kind of crazy that, like, all NATO countries, they're, like, the westernized, you yeah. know, worldview or whatever... And then he has a much more conservative worldview, but not one that's Marxist. I think that right now they're team they're teaming up or buddy buddy with China to survive. Really, not so much idealistically. Yeah. So what happens if if because uh, now now I could totally see why Trump and and uh, Putin kind of like got along. Had a rapport. It had a rapport. I wouldn't yeah. say they got along, but they were like, yeah, this is what I'm on, this is what you're on. And I could see, just like I've always said, like why the Middle East kind of had a rapport with Trump. Because a, a, a lot of uh, Middle Eastern people, just me talking to them and them knowing their politics of their country, they said like, yeah, like Trump, we kind of respect how he operates. It's a... Uh, those countries are a lot more conservative. Yeah. When it comes to social shit and culture. And so I wonder if that would be kind of a, a key to kind of being able to walk in and be like, all right, this is what it is. Whatever you have already, it is, but Ukraine stays like whatever Ukraine has, they stay or something. Yeah. And let, let bygones be bygones. But then to me, what what's a little concerning is like, this is a lot bigger than the president. I think it's a lot like with intelli intelligence agencies. 
and like what the fuck they're on and what, and what they want to push too you know yeah and like you see from from you, the because you also see with like uh, Vladimir Zelensky how he talks about like he definitely wants to like open the doors to the globalists like oh we want BlackRock to like rebuild and all of this and all of that so yeah there's there's a lot of interests in what's going on and we have to understand like this is straight out of Vivek's book the world and the corporations they're like all those are the elites that are really pushing a lot of the western views yeah running things yeah to make money and so a lot of these people like like we're we're seeing shit right now about um uh what's dude that 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 killed himself air quotations uh Epstein yeah Epstein was like a guy that would blackmail politicians yeah and we're starting to see like oh he was blackmailing this motherfucker that's coming out yeah. it's not it's not like a conspiracy theory it's coming yeah. out like that's what he was. He was an operative in that regard. And then if, if you think about it, he came out of nowhere. No one really know. It was yeah, very obscure. Very, very mysterious figure. Yeah. Very buddy-buddy with intelligence agencies. And, and and then you start seeing, like, how deep the rabbit hole goes. Like, yeah. for you to be killed in a maximum security, like, penitentiary, and, like, nobody know anything, like, how much power do you do you, do you have? Yeah. You know? And so um a lot of it is that too, like how do you tackle the problem from within to be able to stop like a lot of the shit that's happening outside, like like it, it, Well that's that's where that's where the people come in. See, yeah. that's the thing that that's the thing why the elites are scared of a guy like Trump because they're few they're few and the people are many so what the fuck happens when the many are woken up to yeah. this and that's exactly what trump did that's why they hate him so much yeah. is because people started to wake up to things that they never thought about before yeah. that they never stopped to stop to consider like the idea that the government that you pay taxes to the politicians that are supposed to be working with you actively on a daily basis do things and make decisions against your interests and you keep voting them in yeah. and keep paying them with your tax dollars <laughs> Trump woke people up to that yeah Trump pe woke people up to and then the people that are supposed to be informing you they keep lying to you they lie to you in your face literally a burning building and they'll say that it's peaceful like everything yeah. that they say it's almost the opposite yeah it, it became like that yeah. it became with trump like people started to realize damn like basically everything that you people tell me yeah i should go the opposite because that's more likely to be the case yeah as we saw with rittenhouse as we saw with nick sandman as we saw with the virus as we saw with black lives matter yeah. as we saw with everything like everything that you motherfuckers rock with it is the opposite Trump woke people up to that because yeah. people didn't used to talk like that. People didn't used to like be so uh, um, conspiracy uh, theorists, yeah, or, <laughs> or, or or be so have have views that were so contentious with the mainstream narrative. Yeah. It wasn't until Trump that people were like, ah, I don't know, yeah. I don't like every everybody became a skeptic. Everybody started to wake up to the shit that Hollywood was pushing, like. People started yeah. to wake up. 
People yeah. start and and so now these motherfuckers they hate that they hate that yeah. it's like go back to sleep go back to yeah. sleep like what the, you know and, and they were blatant like and then you start seeing how blatant they are like all right wear a mask wear a mask all right well, we're not gonna wear a mask we're out here kicking it we in suits crip walk and yeah. it's like motherfuckers just partying living it up without a mask not following any of the rules but no you peasants you must follow the rules even though it's stupid fucking peasant you fucking wear that mask and you fucking get fired for not getting that jab crip walk party crip walk baby i'll put it to you this way the only reason that this country still has a chance is because of trump if hillary had won over with which they fully expected she definitely would have brought in the globalist agenda and who knows where things would be right now the only con- the only reason that this country still has a chance, a fighting chance, is because of Trump. That's the only reason. And so so people can never take that away from him. And no. that is why he is so hated. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see what pops off because this shit is is getting wild. Yeah, and 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 I feel like Putin Seems like he'd rather his people be awake and aware of that stuff than how the West is operating and how they want their people to be. And that's crazy to say as an American. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, you got to understand, like, they were very deep into talks of joining NATO. Was that something that Russia saw? as like, well, no. Because... Perhaps Russia was considering going after Ukraine, and then they're like, well, no, Trump is kind of out the way, not really pushing shit, and really kind of hard on NATO themselves. Yeah, and another thing that I I was doing some reading about, apparently when the Soviet Union fell and and when NATO was established, it was agreed that the world would start treating Russia like getting them more involved in things that were going on in the world and like kind of opening the doors to them when it came to business. And like nobody ever did that. It was like, so there's NATO, there's that end of the bargain, but the other end of the bargain, yeah. like you guys are not complying with. So naturally, like you you start, and I'm not like a, a Russia apologist, right? Because you know that everybody, everybody that like. No, no, but I mean, we have to call a spade a spade. Yeah. If you want to play with. Because the, you know how the mainstream yeah. media is like, oh, you're a, you're a Russian asset. Like everybody, no. Tucker's a Russian asset. Yeah. Trump's a Russian asset. Everybody's a Russian asset. Now or, today, Kill Cartoon's a Russian asset. Right, yeah. But that's not. That's not what what we're saying. We're looking at the world as as the way it is. Oh yeah, yeah. We you, you could play with us, but ESG though. But ESG. Exactly. So you, yeah, we'll trade with you, but like, well, and for are people, you friendly with this shit? Or how much? How so? Now you, we're changing the fabric of your society. And for people that don't know what ESG is, you could learn a lot about it in Woking by Vivek Ramaswamy. But what ESG stands for is Environmental Social Governance, which is basically why you see all of these corporations as they say go woke like the, you know the 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 super trans agenda target like selling underwear to kids to tuck have, did you see that yeah that's insane they they're nuts yeah. yeah yeah that's fucked up that's crazy. that is fucked up you know and and, and so like all Just of that stuff but stuff. that's because they want to appeal 
to the big financial uh, institutions because if they appeal to the big financial institutions and their agenda, they they get more money. They're 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 rated higher. With ergo, it makes in uh, there they become more accessible to different investors. And it, there's it's such a thing as an ESG score. Like yeah. companies are given an ESG score based on how much they comply with this agenda. And that is the difference between what they call shareholder capitalism and stakeholder capitalism. Shareholder capitalism is what we know to be how traditional business should work. It's like Hanging Weight Apes is a company and we have investors and based off of how good we do, based off our product, based off uh, our, you know, the, the show we put out, based off of the content, it makes money. And then the investors get a cut of that money. That's shareholder capitalism. But stakeholder capitalism is like, oh, well, Hanging With Apes, you guys did an episode and you didn't speak highly of the transgender community. So... You get docked for that, even though, well, we're making money and our shareholders are good. But yeah, but as a financial institution, we don't want to work with you anymore because of your stance on transgenderism. It's like, well, what does that have to do with business? You know, and that's the difference. And so this is a little backdrop for a lot of people because you say ESG. And I know what you mean, but like it's so loaded. People like there's yeah. a lot of people don't don't know what that means. And, and it's by design that we don't, as a public, know as much about it because it's shit that's like being added to this, like to trading and to to investing, and and, and you don't even understand. But like it's all that and, woke and ideology it, it's, is ingrained. It's also in it. part of why the the financial system is collapsing in this country. Yeah, because. Yeah. You're totally uprooting like the f- the fundamentals, the foundation of, yeah. of how things are supposed to work. Yeah, like all these banks that have collapsed, motherfuckers. You know, months before we're having fucking seminars on shit that didn't really have to do with making money. It was no. like, oh, woke, oh, transgenderism, oh, uh, and you critical see now race theory. The, the Oscars, like, the- yeah. The Oscars now, like, in order for to, to even be considered for the Oscars, like, you have to meet certain diversity quotas and all of it. You know how, like, the quality of movies is going to drop because there's going to be... All the great directors are not going to adhere to that shit. They're going to make the movies that they want to make. Yeah. So, like, a Nolan, he's not going to be like, oh, well, I was going to make Oppenheimer with, like, the greatest actors ever, but... No, I got to replace this guy with a black guy and then I need a gay actor and I need a disabled person. Before you know it, it's not the movie that he said. Yeah, I saw a Netflix movie called uh recently called uh what it was, a man named Otto. And like just like that was to me it wasn't a terrible movie, it wasn't a great movie by any measure either, but it was like what I would picture a movie to be. In this new climate, had a transgender character, had fucking like Mexicans in it. Yeah, but like it just seemed like it's contrived. It's forced. Yeah, yeah. It, it just seemed forced. I was yeah. like, this is weird. Yeah, that that's how it is. Like I I was uh, watching this uh, this uh, review of the new Little Mermaid movie by the yeah. Critical Drinker, and in there, so the Little Mermaid is black. The guy that that she loves is white. 
the dad of the guy is Pakistani and the mom is black. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what? It's just, it's stupid. Like, it's like not even good storytelling. Like, yeah, ah, it's ridiculous. Damn. Yeah. No, that just seems pretty realistic if you think about it. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> and that's the stuff that Putin was talking about in his speech that, yeah. like, this is what the West is on. It's not even realistic anymore, and and they're making a mistake—a mistake that that Russia has uh, a road that Russia has been down before, and one that you'd have to do your research and see how it ended because we might be heading that route if we don't fix a lot of the issues we have in the West and in America. Absolutely. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, you can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.